and welcome to this week's edition of the Oxcast. It's your weekly guide to what's going on in and around Oxford. It's Wednesday the 11th of January and today uh, Maddie will be giving us a bit of a theatre roundup for humans and others, intriguingly enough. And I'll be looking at an exhibition and some concerts. But first of all, delicious delights. Maddie, tell us about them. I'm a vegetarian, and after three and a half years living in Oxford, I've managed to scout out a few favourite places to buy food and eat food in this wonderful city. So I've whittled it down to ten top picks, and I've written a feature about them on our website. So I'm going to give you an even smaller roundup of the best vegetarian places to eat in Oxford now, and then you can read the full listing on our website. Wonderful. Um, So the feature includes the nose bag, which is one of my favourite spots in Oxford. It's um, it's in... St Michael Street. St Michael Street. <laughs> well remembered, Michael. <laughs> it's in St Michael Street, uh, just up from the Union. And um, it's a favourite cafe of mine. I really like how cosy it is inside. And the vegetarian options are vast and they always have a vegan hot option as well. <laughs> and I would recommend the salads because they're very cheap. And you can choose to have a fruit salad as one of your salad options. And then they put it in a separate bowl and that's pudding sorted and you don't have to pay for any extra. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, the nose bag is one of my top tips. Another favourite of mine is kebab and pizza vans in Oxford. Surprisingly, cater very well for vegetarians and vegans. A favourite of mine is the pizza van outside Christchurch, which is called Pizza Artisan. Mm. And they do really, they have a really long list of vegetarian options. And then they also do vegan pizzas. You can get vegan cheese put on your pizza. Oh, amazing. Yes. So vegetarians and vegans alike can use Pizza Artisan. And also I really like Hassan's because you can get a really big jacket potato and obviously that's vegan unless you put butter in it and then it's still vegetarian. Mm. Um, And then finally, Gaff is also on my list. Gaff is a new restaurant that's opened on Magdalen Road, which is deep down in Cowley. It's not that deep in Cowley. (laughs) It's a dining experience and they try and make their veggie and vegan options just sort of part of the menu, not they're not shouting about the fact that they're vegan and vegetarian and they're just as good as the meat options and every dish is exquisitely prepared and using seasonal local produce and um it's really playful dishes so i would recommend gaff as well for more recommendations like this you can have a look at my feature on the website what's next michael So staying on the subject of delicious things, there's a new cafe on Cowley Road. There really is. And I, while walking through Cowley Road in the holidays, mourned the loss of Quarter Horse because I saw that its sign had disappeared. But uh, Quarter Horse is dead. Long live Peloton. Peloton, you'll be glad to know, is still serving Quarter Horse coffee and some of the staff are still around, so it's still got some of the same vibe. But... Some other things have changed. So Michael and I went there on Saturday for mm. a nice little afternoon... Trundle. Trundle. <laughs> it's nice to have a Zappies again because Zappies has turned into something else, which is cool but different. Um, I feel like Peloton is a, a new version of Zappies for Zappy fans Oxford-wide. For sure. So, uh, so Michael had a nice Aeropress when we went. Oh, so smooth, so light. It's very bikey in there. <laughs> it's utterly bike. There's so many bikes, cyclists, and yeah. bike paraphernalia. Uh, there was like uh, there were references to Campagnola all over the walls. Campagnola mm. spoken here. It said we were watching some Tour de France highlights from the 70s. It seemed yes uh, on their massive TV. But they will be showing um, like live cycling events 
there. Oh, and there's a little um, road leading from the door to the garden where you can store your bike. Exactly. So you can cycle your bike. Well, no, actually, probably you can't cycle your bike. You can push your bike down the road once you're into the cafe. Down the road. It does look kind of charmingly Postman Pat-like, but it's uh, also functional. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things we like about the vibe in Peloton. Go and try it out. And it's still a great soundtrack. You'll be pleased to know that. Uh, oh, yes. If uh, if you used to go in there to work in for the atmosphere, it's, it's still pretty similar. Um, if not better, I think. Other local interest <laughs> stories include the following. From cappuccino <laughs> to puccini. I can't say Puccini. That. As Michael mentioned earlier, our guide to the stage this week is not solely for human beings. In fact, we have an opportunity for a dog in Lab OM, which is coming to Oxford soon. Um, and if you know Lab OM, you'll know that Musetta's dog is a really integral character. And they're looking for a great dog to play the part. So if your pet is well-behaved and small, why not um, send an email to Jules Bath, jules at ellenkent.co.uk, explaining why your dog should play Musetta on the stage, uh, including your name, your phone number, your address, and the breed, height, weight, age, and name of your dog. Um, And you must send this email before or on January 31st. Oh, and you must remember as well that if your dog successfully auditions for the part of Musetta, then you will you will have to be prepared to go on stage as well because they need someone to look after your dog. So you'll have to go on stage in costume. Wonderful. On to matters arty now. And an exhibition is opening at the old fire station uh, this Thursday night that's been running at London's Leiden Gallery. It's called... Haptic Tacit, which is particularly pleasing to say and feels a bit like a vocal warm-up, uh, but why is it called that? So, haptic. <laughs> haptic means relating to the sense of touch, oh. the tactility of making something and uh, from the artist's point of view and then feeling it from the uh, viewer's point of view. And tacit, meaning implied or silent and... Mm what comes from considering without having made. The exhibition uh, was born out of an artistic network formed between five makers and their mentors, and that um, relationship is quite important, um, from the 2013 cohort of the Cothouse Programme organised by the Crafts Council um, a couple of years ago. So for this exhibition, each maker has invited their mentor to show work alongside them. So you can kind of see how the influence has passed between them and how that dialogue has helped spawn new artists (laughs) exactly and either relationships have continued to flourish which it seems like they have um very nicely so we've got interesting works in sculpture engraving in word art and objects that arise the curiosity okay so the mentors include um laura ellen bacon a sculptor who works intriguingly in willow and makes superstructures out of um pliable woods and bonnie kemsk uh, the artist, writer, curator, uh, whose work about the sensual has led to her works Cast Hugs. Um, and I quite like the name Cast Hugs. Uh, they look like what might happen if fossilised dinosaurs turned into hot water bottles. It's a bit... It's like... It, it's, it's quite hard to describe. Mm. Uh, but pics from the from the Leiden exhibition show people nursing these forms as if they were like babes in arms. Uh, it's, uh, it's very lovely. Um, but the mentees um, include... 
So stonemason Thomas Appleton, he has a refreshingly penciled and chisel approach to his, uh, making his tablets of wisdom, um, which range from the sort of uh, ominous kind of <laughs> commandment-like things uh, to the slightly ridiculous. I love his uh, Dizzy Rascal lyrics in 13th century typography particularly. Um, oh, that's cool. I just saw these things, they just work. Um, a sculptor, Grant Aston, whose uh, sculptures are kind of reminiscent of Georges Braque, um, I have a feel of collage. So there's uh, one that looks like several furniture limbs fighting over something. Again, look it up online. Um, my parts of description leave a lot to be desired. Um, ceramicist Jane Cairns, whose fine works have a particular delicacy and encourage the viewer to appreciate the passage of time and the, the visual patterns that decay makes on objects. Actually really lovely. Um, the more playful conceptual art of Laura Grain, uh, who's, I, I saw her, Curiosity Chair, uh, which mm. combined carpentry, um, interviewing viewers and describing the stories of those who use the seat itself. And Kim Norton, who also works in ceramics, who in an age with few opportunities to slow down, uh, prioritises seclusion, retreat and quiet, uh, putting them at the core of her practice. It may sound just like words, and it is just a pile of words that I'm saying, uh, but these things look beautiful. I encourage you to go and have a look at them. It opens tomorrow, Thursday the 12th of January. Um, a special event is on from 6 to 8pm, and then it's running the following day for a couple of months. And indeed, near the towards the end of February, I know that's looking a bit into the future, but the artists uh, involved will be discussing the their work and the importance of working networks and how the mentor relationships um, contributed to what they do. Theatre now. First up, it's Patacake Baby, which is on at the North Wall, and it's a moonlit show about a restless baby's nighttime adventure. It's got music and rhyme and puppetry and special cake, and it's designed for ages two to seven. It was described as zingy by The Guardian, and it's um, acclaimed by all as a high-energy... A very child-friendly show. So that's on at the North Wall on Saturday at 11 in the morning, obviously, for the babies, and 2pm in the afternoon, and it's £8 for adults or £6 for concessions. So that's first up. Next up is Showstopper, which is on at the Oxford Playhouse on Friday the 13th ah. um, at 8 o'clock. This is a musical which is done by a very talented group of performers who improvise the musical, the new musical, every night. Wow. Um, with the help of audience suggestions for musical styles and the title of the musical. Um, I saw it in Edinburgh this summer and it was amazing. It was really funny, really clever, so quick and, like, really accurate. They they really did do the musical styles that everyone wanted them to do. Uh, in the one that I saw, they did a rap in the style of Hamilton, like okay. an improvised Hamilton rap. It's just... Blew me away. It was really amazing. Tickets are selling fast, so get in there quick if you want to go and see it. And I would really recommend going to see Showstopper, the musical. So while I'm talking about theatre things at the Oxford Playhouse and the Burton Taylor, I just want to remind any 14 to 25-year-old listeners that you can opt in if you fancy some free theatre tickets at the Oxford Playhouse. You get free tickets to Oxford Playhouse shows some exclusive ticket offers and invitations to exclusive opt-in events. If you opt in uh, by ringing the Playhouse or 
going into the Playhouse ticket office or emailing optin at oxfordplayhouse.com. And then finally, it's a performance called Dancing Bear, Dancing Bear, which is on at the Burton Taylor on Saturday the 14th at half past seven. And it's a playful show about how we perceive gender identity, which mixes striking physicality and a hypnotic soundscape. I'm looking forward to seeing that on Saturday at um, the Burton Taylor. So that's my roundup of theatre of this week. There's a lecture on, on Friday at 5pm, which is free, and it's called The Promise of Trump, A Balanced Perspective. It's at the Blavatnik School of Government, and it's given by Professor S.P. Kothari, who is planning to offer his perspective on the basis for hope in the Trump era. Who knew that there was hope? But apparently there is, according to S.P. Kothari. And um, he's going to talk about hope even in respect of controversial areas such as immigration, trade, global security, taxes and healthcare. Um, and he is he's well qualified to talk about it. He's a professor of management at MIT and a scholar of financial markets and market efficiency. So he, he knows what he's talking about and he thinks that there's reason to be hopeful and he's going to tell us about it on Friday at five o'clock. So go along to that if you would like to be filled with hope. I think we I think we all need a bit of it, don't we? Yeah. Really. We want we want to start this year on a on an optimistic note. Yes. Whereas... And especially seeing as the, the this is again on Friday the thirteenth. Beat the superstition by going to something hopeful on Friday the thirteenth. So if we're starting off the year, hopefully, why not hang around with some of the greatest art ever made? Um and listen to it. Um, the Oxford Bach Ensemble uh, this Saturday the 14th are back in town, <laughs> as it were. Um, at St Margaret's Church, they're going to be performing Bach's B minor mass, um, which has got a bit of a reputation. I mean, if it's been called the greatest artwork of all times and all people, there must be something in its favour. But this uh, performance, this rather large undertaking, uh, is happening for a reason. It's it's going to be performed in memory of William Petter, who sadly died last October, uh, aged just 34. Um, Petter, who began his musical life at New College as a chorister, um, and although also a neuro- neuroscientist, of course, because, you know... Those kind of people hang around in Oxford. Skills, and being a tenor, he uh, did his postgrad at the Royal Academy of Music, in memory of a... Um, skillful and big Bach fan um, why not stage the greatest artwork of all time the proceeds of the evening go to Help Musicians UK which is the country's leading fact only independent charity for musicians and uh, supports them at all stages from the the difficult getting started to enjoying retirement um, afterwards and they've been running since 1921 it's not just a new idea um, but a wonderful cause is at St Margaret's Church this Saturday at 7.45. Tickets are £15, £10 concessions, or if you're lucky enough to be under 16, free. Happening at pretty much exactly the same time, this Saturday at 8pm. But at the Sheldonian um, is the 44th annual traditional Viennese New Year's concert. Of course, um, work from the Viennese tradition or people, composers who had a connection with Vienna or who wrote things about Vienna and its various waterways. So is there going to be, <laughs> ah, Vienna, 
That one. Um, it's, no. You know, it's not on the programme, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Who is it? Who is that? I can't remember. That was uh, Ultravox. So if all you can say is, this means nothing to me, then let me <laughs> let me try and change your mind. So it begins with a beautiful Mozart concerto. We've got the piano concerto, number 23, and stuff from the marriage of Figaro. Also a delightful selection of Gershwin songs. So we're, oh, nice. We're, was he from we're, Vienna? We're broadening the field. Um, he definitely was there at one point, but I couldn't right. find out what, why he's actually in this programme. Oh, okay. Well, we all love a bit of Gershwin anyway, don't we? There's, He's yeah, a crowd pleaser. Absolutely any excuse. Um, I have a lot of time for George. And the orchestra will take you on a swing through some Strauss favourites, some Richard Strauss waltzes, polkas and marches. Uh, so maybe famously, you know, if you have a Viennese waltz, you're probably likely to be included in a programme like this. And of course, the Blue Danube waltz. Oh. One, of our, one of the top Danubes. I would say I'm one of the best colours for a Danube to be, um, uh, of which we've all seen or even made a TV parody uh, at some point. Dun, da, 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 da. Flip, flip. That's the Viennese New Year concert at the Sheldonian this Saturday at 8, and tickets are from £10 to £33. So, um, yes, follow us, subscribe to us, look at our website because it's very useful. We are Daily Info Oxford on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Follow us for news and updates about Oxford and Oxfordshire. And for the fullest roundup possible of what's happening in Oxford in terms of cinema, nightlife, sports classes you can get involved in, um, do check out dailyinfo.co.uk slash events. And if you want to have this podcast beamed to you directly every week, then subscribe on your preferred podcast provider. See you later. Bye.